Welcome back to The Real Revenue Show, a show about business concepts that'll help you grow and scale any business model. We're your host, I'm Malcolm Bowser, this is Andre Trust, and welcome to our end of the year show, right? End of 2021, we're going into 2022. In this episode, we wanna talk about uh, proper business planning for the next year, and uh, look back on how you know 2021 went for our uh, respective businesses as well, because uh, even before the show was even an idea, me and Andre had a really lengthy conversation back in 2020 about what this year would look like. And I think it'll be you know really interesting to to take a look back and reflect on that conversation and see where we are now. So how was your week, man? Uh, the, the week was good, man. I'm, I'm still adjusting because like for a lot of people that don't really understand, like I just got out the military like five months ago. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm still adjusting full to being here full time. I used to be running everything from my desk in the Marine Corps, mm. like kind of sending out orders and then, you know, in the nighttime being able to kind of check and oversee, you know, so that's been a different, it's been a change of pace, but I think I'm starting to finally get comfortable for a while. I was, I just wasn't comfortable, man. Like it just felt like I wasn't doing enough where I felt like I was. I was very institutionalized, you know, for lack of a better terms, it felt like I was getting out of jail, Mm. but obviously I don't view the Marine Corps as jail, but like just how regimented, how structured, how organized, how my daily routines were, was very regimented and very disciplined and very routine. So now there's no routine. Like I create the routine. Right. So I've, I've done well in that in terms of like, you know, I wake up at 6am every day at at the latest, like that's like I slept in. (laughs) <laughs> at, at 6 a.m. and like I get my workouts in, I'm structured. I have my day like organized and, and put into place. So now it's it's trying to get comfortable with that. But this past week, man, I actually I actually took you know a full like week and a half off. Just like, but not like the fake time off. Like mm-hmm. you know when you take time off to like, but you go somewhere like you take a vacation time to go somewhere. Yeah, I just to take you know tellers and i decided to take a full just like we're off like what do you want to do it was very weird bro <laughs> i haven't taken time off in almost five years wow like I, I i go places and i do a lot of things but never and i've taken time to like go visit people and do stuff but i haven't taken just blatant time off for myself got you like okay andre well play a video game today I was, it was almost <laughs> foreign to me i was like what is this thing in my hand like trying to play like Xbox. I'm a big fan of Oculus Rift, by the way, or Oculus Quest 2. Ah, oh, man, that thing make me dizzy, man. Bro, bro I bought everyone one. <laughs> like, I like, I'm one of those friends, by the way, just for all the listeners. I'm one of those friends. Like, if I get, if I get excited about something, I force everyone else to get excited this about is, it. This is a fact. <laughs> so I, I bought an Oculus for myself, and then I just bought one for like, everybody that's in my circle here. Mm-hmm. And now like we all just be playing um, Arizona Sunshine. So, but it's, yeah. did you do the eye setting correctly? I have, dude, I have no idea. And it, it was years yeah. ago and I was just kind of like, oh, I'm never doing this again. I don't like this. Bro, I'm, I'm telling you, and this is like my soft pitch. Once again, I'm not affiliated <laughs> with Facebook. This is, I just get really excited yeah. about these things. The Oculus is going to change the world. I completely mm. understand why Facebook changed their name to Meta and mm. they're bullish on it because all of us, it was four of us. We're playing zombies, right? It's essentially like we're in this place and zombie hordes are coming. Bro, I could not tell 
whether I was in my living room playing with my <laughs> friends or whether or not I was in the Grand Canyon really shooting zombies. That's how intense it was. And this is like level one of like okay. where the metaverse is going to go. So I, I, I'm going to bring it home. Actually, I, I'll, I'll be I'll be home. I'm, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you what I mean. Gotcha. We'll do the eye setting correctly because that's what messes people up. You gotta uh, there's like settings on the eyes. I didn't gotcha. know that. It used to make me dizzy until I switched the eyes. Yeah, I was just now. like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, I don't know about this, yeah. but all right, I give it another <laughs> I try. That, I took that time off, man. It was very I needed that, man. So now I'm gonna build in every quarter a full week of just like just to myself time off. As you should. What about you? How was your week? So, uh, man, my week was slow. Uh, my, my son, he had an ear infection. So if you guys have kids out there, you know how that is. It's terrible. So I was just kind of being a doctor dad all week. But, um, you know, I still had time to, you know, do the podcast, edit the videos and stuff that I had to do. But as far mm -hmm. as like productive hours, I really didn't have a lot because, you know, I was, you know, making sure little man was okay. But uh, he's he's with his mom right now, and he's, he's getting better by the day. So that's you know that was it, really okay. it. But um, going into twenty twenty two, it's crazy. This year kind of flew, man. I I really don't know where it went. It, it really just kind of came and went. But uh, what are some of the things that you would advise? You know, uh, entrepreneurs and you know. Uh, anybody else looking to start a business or, you know, has a, has a business, what would you recommend they do to prepare for the next year? So this is a tough one. It's not tough. Let me not say it's tough, right? I have a very set way of how I do things, which I think everyone should do it this way. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't. So what I'll say by that is I'm a robust planner. Like to the T, I want to plan out every single detail, but a lot of people when they plan, so this is what I'll say. I'm, I'm trying to find the best way to say it, but a lot of people plan for the basics. Okay. So it's like, if I need 30 K to live planning for 30 K, mm. right? That doesn't really, that's not really a plan more as like a stay afloat plan, right? So what I want people to do is they need to get in, in their mind that you're planning for a system and not for yourself. Gotcha. So what I mean by that is what, what in an ecosystem is needed for you to be able to make the money that you need to live, bring on other people, which is hiring and, and staffing and consulting work, mm. scale up your customer growth, and put yourself in a predicament to not have to do tedium, right? Like those are, those are like the parts of the plan that I don't see a lot of people do. Cause when I work with different clients or I just have people that I'm working with or, or trying to help out or consult with, they always plan for just like, I need 30. So I'm planning for 30. Right. And it's like, what is 30? Well, 30 is my bills. So I need to just be able to stay afloat, but staying afloat, isn't going to put you in a predicament to, you know, arrive and then thrive when you've arrived. Right. Right. So the plan needs to be, you need to start at the end. That's one. I, I think everybody's kind of come to a, 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 a unified thought process that the, the end goal should be in mind. But what that end goal should consist of is 
you should want an assistant. You should want your salary plus like 10% above for like excess and other things that you want to do. But your salary should consist of everything that you need to live, not just like the base. Because you'll hear a lot of people, I use 30,000 because if you go on any website and you say what to pay yourself, they're going to say 30,000. Right. I don't know where that number came from, <laughs> but that's cap, right? You need to pay yourself what what you need to make to continue to keep going, right? So if that's at 45,000, then your goal needs to be 45,000 plus a 10% boost. So, you know, closer to 50,000. Right. Or if it's 60,000, 10% boost, 66, it needs to be a, a tangible goal that's like, okay, I can invest with this. I can live off of it. I can, you know, uh, go enjoy my life and, you know, pay down on debts if I need to and put myself in a better predicament. Like that's the number you should be going for. Also need to be focused on an assistant, right? And the reason I say assistant is because like you need to make your life easier. Right. So for me, I have two assistants, right? My goal is there's this things that, and if you're trying to propel the company forward, you can't be worried about, you know, whether or not, you, you know, does the office have toilet paper? <laughs> right. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, right. And, it, and, it's, and it's, it's funny because it's like, all right, but that's really what I'm, I'm working with business owners. And, you know, a lot of the times those are their concerns. And I'm like, bro, your bottom line should be your only concern. The, because you're in that role of, you know, and I forgot what episode I mentioned it in, but I think it might've been, uh, you know, business versus a side hustle is understanding that, you know, as a CEO, your role is clarity, mm-hmm. right? Your role is clarity, training people on that clarity and allowing them to execute your vision. That's what being a CEO is like to the T that's what being a CEO is. So you need an assistant in place, right? You need to actually plan for real growth in terms of like your actual, uh, your actual salary number or the number that you want to bring in. And you need to have like, what, what does your company look like in 10 years? And what are the numbers that I need to etch away at to kind of get it there? Right. right? I remember like, you know, originally, you know, cause, cause you have like a, a phenomenal studio now and like your office is decked out and it's nice. Thank you. Right. But yes. you had to make the necessary steps when you didn't have that office to be like, okay, how much does it cost to get an office? How much would it cost for the equipment? How and those numbers need to be built into your plan. A lot of people don't do that, bro. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's because for me, it's it's second nature. Like that's how I start. It's like, okay, what is the scenario that allows me to not have to be there, not have to partake? just oversee like that's the scenario and make enough where I'm comfortable to continue to progress forward and comfortable to continue to want to do things and continue to scale and continue to grow. That's how I start to plan. Right. So before we even dive in, I think that should be like phase one. Okay. Right. You have to be able to see the end goal, pick out a couple key indicators that matter to you and really start at that point. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I know you've, uh, you know, been around a lot of businesses as well and obviously you run your businesses as well so like how how have you seen planning go versus like how what i just kind of mentioned so okay uh when you talk about like starting with the end in mind 
That's always facts. And I always see that. What I've seen um, more so, like the more experience I get, I see people planning by quarter now because I think that's easier for people to kind of break up in their heads. Like planning the entire year, I can seem sometimes like really daunting. Like, ah, goddamn, like what am I doing in August? But when you plan it out by quarter, I think it's a little bit uh, more obtainable when, especially when, like you said, uh, when you start to map out your numbers and like the milestones that you want to hit, if you go by, by this quarter, we should be here. By this quarter, we should be here. By this quarter, we should be here. I think um, I've seen some success in that and I've seen a lot of other people have success in that as well because um, I think Teller said in the last episode, like when you kind of break up, you know, these big goals, it's easy to kind of manage. So that's what I was going to mention. That's phase two. Mm, gotcha. Most people just start off with, okay, 90 days. What does that look like? Right. Versus, but the real setup, right. Or the beauty of the setup is you plan from a year out all the way back to January one. Got you. Right. So it's like the full year inside. So let's break it down. Let's do some numbers. Right. So let's say it's four quarters in a year. Yep. Let's say your goal is to achieve everything that we just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Plus, I like to throw in like a 25% booster for taxes, right? My goal is always, I don't care what anyone says, my goal is always to pay the tax man as little as possible, (laughs) right? But but in the worst case scenario, based on all my tax write-offs, my accountant, there's no way I'd ever pay more than 25%. So I always just build in 25%. Got you. Okay. Just just in case, in the worst case scenario, my goal is to have little liability as possible, legally, of course. Right. But then, if not, I'm I'm okay with twenty five percent because we're gonna budget for twenty five percent upfront. Got you. Okay. So that's that's one. But now let's say a hundred thousand is that number, broken down by four quarters. Now, is, uh, you know, twenty five k a quarter. Right. Then it's like okay, now we break that up. A quarter is three months. Now. 25 divided by the three or whatever that number might be, whatever, 7.5 or something. It's like 80, like, like 8,300. Yeah. Right. So, so that number now is like what you need monthly. So 82, whatever, 82, 83, you need that monthly now. Right. Then it's like, okay, what do I need daily? That's where people mess up at. They don't, they don't go to the minute of like, what, what does the daily number look like? Because let's say for instance, you need, um, we, we talked about it. Let, let's just say for easier math, 8,000, mm-hmm. right? 8,000 divided by the average of 30 days. I don't know what that number is, but it's 200. No. So let's say 200 a day. It's like 266. Yes. Yeah, 266 a day. So, so, so 266 a day, right? Mm-hmm. Now it becomes, now you get to get advanced. This is where you separate like the people who, who think they want to do ver- business versus the ones that are executing it and doing it right comes to conversion rate mm-hmm. you'll hear me talk about this you know as we continue to do shows this is something that we're i i loved you know real estate because i had a it was two metrics that i broke down i had a 100 percent conversion rate of getting them to have a conversation with me about their va loan 100 that means that if you're a veteran and you don't have a VA loan in place, there is a 100% chance that you will speak to me about your VA loan. Gotcha. 
from there, our conversion rate was something ridiculous, bro. It was like 90, I think it was like 92%. Wow. Because, because we had mm. a competitive edge. Because we had a competitive edge. So now that I know it's a competitive edge, I'm like, okay, let's, even though I know it's 92%, let's cut, let's cut off. Let's just say it's a 50-50 shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. Well, if I need one client a day, then that means that, you know, which is ridiculous. It's more like, you know, one client every like two weeks or something like that. Right. But let's say it's, you know, you need one client a day. Then I need to speak to two veterans a day. And I can't leave the office unless I speak to two veterans a day because I have a 50% conversion rate, which means I'm going to get one of them to want to utilize the VA loan because it makes sense and it's in their, it's in their, you know, advantage to do so. Right. So understanding those conversion rates you know, backwards planning from, okay, I need a hundred thousand. So that means this quarter I need 25,000. And that means that this month I need 8,200, which means that daily I need 200, uh, 200, 266. Now that means, okay, how many, based on my conversion rate of, you know, of 10%, let's say, and I know that each customer gets me 266, then I need to speak to 10 people in order to get one customer daily. Right. That's a whole different ball game of like, oh, wow. And, and you run those numbers. You can't leave the office until you do so. <laughs> right. Right. So that's why when people were like, yo, how'd you get your real estate sales up so much? Like uh, to put it in perspective, bro, the average realtor where I'm at does 10 transactions a year. Tellers and I on average with barely any effort and work has been doing 75 to 125 a year. Mm. And it's like, how Jeez. are you, how is that even possible? And I'm like, we broke it down to the day mm-hmm. that means that you can't leave the office. And now it's multiplied because I have a partner, we have staff, we have team. So now it's like, okay, well now we can scale our numbers because, well, you can't leave the office until you speak to 10 people. I can't leave till we speak to 10 people. You can't speak. You have to speak to 10. You have to speak to 10. You have to speak to 10. Now it's 50 people being spoken to daily, 10% rate. That's 10 clients a day versus mm-hmm. one. That's where the scale comes into play. And that's where the scale grows. So I really want people to focus on building out a real tangible number with, you know, going back to what I was saying, it needs to be a way to automate yourself out of the business. So that's building in numbers for automation tools, like, like the Trello's like, um, you know, like Zapier, Kajabi, right. uh, different things like building in numbers to support those. So maybe it's like, you know, I need, you know, a thousand dollars a month to support that. So that's 12,000. Then it's like, I, I know my, what I need to survive is 50,000. So then, but I also know the average virtual assistant might be, you know, roughly 20 to 25,000 a year. Hmm. Then also I need X, Y, and Z. Like, and then those, what, that's what gives you your number. And then you add that 25% on top, just in case the tax man, you, you can't evade the tax man. Right. right. right? <laughs> so then now it's like, those numbers give you concrete. It gives you concrete goals that you can measure quarterly, measure monthly, measure daily. That's where the winners succeed at, bro. Like, uh, you know, I try to get that across because it's, it's by the numbers. Right. Just, just okay, how many calls did you make today? How many people did you speak to? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, did, I only spoke to one person. Well, you still have 30 more to go. And it sucks, but it's... The reason that I want to get by the numbers is once you're able to build up clientele in year one, two, and three, bro, year four, five, 
six, seven is a cakewalk. Gotcha. Because now you have a database of 300 clients that you could just repackage to, mm. resell to. They've already, they've already purchased from you. They already know the quality of your service. They already trust you. That's the e- those are the easiest people to speak to, honestly. Right. So it's building in those plans and then year and now I'm skipping along, but like now it's like year three, it's like, okay, well, I need 30 new clients and I need to resell to 50 of my old clients. Mm. Then in year 10, it's like, I just need to resell to all of my, like to 10 of my old clients. Like, and, and they'll, they'll refer, they'll grow your business, but it's understanding for the new entrepreneurs that it takes time. That's one, like it just, there's no way around that. No matter what you do, you can go viral. It doesn't really matter. It still takes time to build trust. Yeah, that's not a, that's going viral. I tell people all the time that is not a good business plan at all. Like, I, and I've seen that too. I've seen like people go, I, you know, we're just going to go viral and then we're going to, you know, market this. I'm like, yeah, that's terrible. That's, that's not going to get it done. You know what I mean? At all. Like, at all. Part of your business plan should always be, and you and I talk about this a lot, is 1,000 core fans. That's it. Hey, we we're not. I'm not. I'm not going for a million people. I don't. I could care less about a million subscribers. That's a fact. That's a fact. I just want a core one thousand people that trust me to give them direction, and they trust me so much that they actually take my advice and do it. Because I had to explain to somebody like, if you have a thousand true fans, right, and they spend a hundred dollars with you over the course of a year, it's hundred thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like that's always like the benchmark goal. People have, and that was the benchmark goal I had. If you remember our conversation last year, right? Yeah. Like 2020, I never forget. Like it was cold outside. We were talking for hours, and my goal was, I was like, I need to make six figures in my business. I re- like, and you were just like, all right. So we broke down the numbers, like you said, and then we broke down the numbers, and then we broke down every possible income generating thing we have going on at this business, right? So we had t-shirts, we had sales, we had coaching, we had every we laid down everything we had on the table youtube ads this that you know what i mean and then he said do you think you can create you know you can um like either raise your prices or like create eighty three hundred dollars a month from this and at first it looked like it looked bleak i'm not gonna lie to you because it was like damn like from what i was seeing from like let's say our subscribers prior to i'm like i don't know if i can raise my price and I don't know if this will work. And then, you know, as the year went on, we, you just kind of have to have the confidence to do these things because, like, we here feel like we offer a quality product, whether it's our merchandise or our show. And then mm-hmm. uh, we, you know, created the membership, which helped us. And then, like, we had our sales, which helped. So we, we, we actually, I don't know if I told you, we got to that goal, like, in June, like, half of the year. So, and do you remember the other part of what I told you is like six figures is, is such a mythical number. You did. But yeah. it's, like, it's, it's really, and it's, it's no, it's no knock on entrepreneurs. This is not what I'm saying. I hope no one takes it this way. Right. I want you guys to experience your first six figures so that you can understand it's not that miraculous. Right. It, it's very attainable. You just have to want to attain it. And this is not any, you know, talk or this is real tangible stuff because mm-hmm. once you realize that you can make six figures and it's like oh wow like i can do this yeah now it's like okay why aren't you aiming for a million then yeah the, yeah the math gets like <laughs> really really like i could well i could do that 
And I think Man. once you take numbers like these numbers, these like off a pedestal, I think it becomes just way simpler. Like I've, I've brought this year. There's certain people I've listened to because I kind of stepped back from the, you know, the, the the online entrepreneurs and things like that because I just kind of just I stepped back, but. I started listening to some people and how matter of fact they are about numbers and how matter of fact they are about just certain amounts of money that would make somebody else go, oh, and they just like, yeah, like it's, it's, it's just nothing. Like it just kind of rolls off their tongue. Like, yeah, I paid 150000 for coaching. What? But it was like, well, like this person has a track record of helping like their clients make a million dollars. So that was nothing. Like, of course I did that. So, oh, it makes sense. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, facts. Okay. You know, it really shocked me and desensitized me. So once again, my mentor, dope, sitting in a meeting with him, right? And mm-hmm. he, he's like big, raises big money. Like he doesn't play around. So we're sitting in this meeting and we're all talking. And I just specifically remember seeing this guy in the back of the room. And he was very quiet the whole time. And he has legs crossed. And he has like this nice little sweater, but he just mm-hmm. looked like regular dude and I just remember leaving the meeting I was like yo who's that guy in the back and he's like oh yeah he you know he's cool he's awesome you know he just he's a little bit upset you know he's the lowest man on the totem pole and he's trying to he's trying to get his weight up within within like uh within like their section of people mm-hmm. I said oh what what does lowest man on the totem pole mean <laughs> like just to get a reference yeah. He was like, yo, he's only worth 100 M's. And I'm looking like, <laughs> he's, he's only worth <laughs> like what? But, but that was, that was my indicator of like, yo, there is real money out here. The limitation is our ability to plan and go attain it. Mm-hmm. That was such a eye opener for me because I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. So what are, it's like 25, 30, 75. He's, I'm like, oh, Mm. so, okay, okay. I I got you guys now. Now, now I understand, but like, it's the same thing, but now it's at higher levels because you're always going to feel like it's not enough, no matter what. Right. So I wanted to say to people was like, if there's people out here distraught about being at hundred M's, bro, you can make six figures. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You can do it. It takes hard work. It's not easy. But really what you gain from your first six figures isn't the money, right? It's the clarity to understand that it's actually very attainable. Right. And now it's just a matter of having to do those things because, so you had mentioned that I never actually got a chance to like talk to you about it in that sense, right? Because mm-hmm. I remember you were mentioning the price and being like, oh, I don't know if we can up it and things like that. One of the things that, you know, I often say, or I often mention, right, is that you determine the price, but the customer determines the value, mm-hmm. right? So you might say, okay, I have this for $200, but your customer might think it's worth 5000 right? because it matters that much to them. So who are you to discount the value that is, gonna, is going to be given to the customer or the client? Right. Because just like how that guy is like, yo, yeah, I paid one hundred and fifty thousand. Because right. to him, the value, the value was worth twenty million. So it's like it's a disc. It's actually a discount. He actually right. hooked me up at right. one hundred and fifty thousand, right? 
So it's it's trying to convey that piece, right? So that's another part of the planning, right? That I didn't really mention is when you're building out your model, you need to understand how your company makes money, right? So if your company makes money seven different ways, but there's one part of your business that's carrying the day, mm -hmm. like, you know, 80% of your sales comes from X, 20% is something else. That other 20%, we, we need to get that out of there. We need to start focusing on scaling this 80. Right. Or scaling what's, or scaling the part of the business that's most, most value or most bang for your buck. Right. So that's kind of like what we were talking about earlier, where I'm like, all right, like my mortgage company is doing really well. Like, right. It's extremely scalable. And I'm like, okay, looking at, you know, our, our several different versions of income is like, that's probably the one we should scale. Mm hmm. So I was going, I was in my head about all right, which part, because I'm doing my planning. It's all things that I'm living by, by the way. I'm 20, uh, December of every year is always like my heavy planning month. I spend the whole month to my myself, where are our goals, where do I see us in 10 years, five years, three years, and then one year. I do 10 years out. Mm. But like, just to get people started, I want them to focus on a year as they get more comfortable, three years, five years, and 10 years. Those are my milestone markers. So I'm planning those things and trying to come backwards and I'm looking at the bottom and I'm like, yo, mortgages is beautiful. <laughs> we help a lot of people. We do a lot and the mm -hmm. margins are there. Everything is there and it's scalable and it's systemized and it's organized. Yet it's been on the back burner. Just, you know, another thing that helps us make income. But it's like, okay, what if we decided to pivot, shift our energy towards, towards that? How would that look? Right. right? So I'm building a model around that and 2022 might be all mortgages for me, bro. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, so those are some of the things that I really want to get across to people is, is the confidence that's one, but then also planning the full thing, man. It's, it breaks my heart when I don't see a full plan where it's just like arbitrary yeah. random number and it's like no thought went, thought went into it. So what are some habits uh, you feel like, uh, you know, uh, entry entrepreneurs should have going into the new year, going into 2020, 2022. Sorry. I think they need to work on really understanding that they are replaceable, right? That's something that's really important. Like, if, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, uh, different things are like mantras, right? Right. Right. The mantra going into 2022 should be like, I'm replaceable. Right. I, I just always think I'm replaceable. I always think is I just got to train somebody. It's not mm. a matter of of who. It's just a matter of when. Right. Whether it's going to be six months to get them to that point, a year, or it's going to take 10 days. Somebody else is going to be doing doing these tasks. And because of that, it's allowing me to do so much and it's allowing me to be everywhere and it's allowing me to be omnipresent and allowing me to dip my toes in everything. Right. 2021, bro, I was in everything. <laughs> I was doing real estate, mortgages. We were uh, teetering. I started a restaurant. Right, right. You know, we're doing capital raises on Wall Street. Like, I'm literally in everything because it's like everything is organized and systemized and automized. So now it's like, okay, what do I want to do this year? And what do I want to be a part of? So there's a base. The system has to run, right? So we always got to make the base of income that everybody needs to, to live and survive. But then what's the next level, right? I'm even, I'm doing this show with you religiously. right. right. And it's like we're planning different things and we're planning to scale up. So how do we interject ourselves more more into those things? So from your standpoint of somebody who's done the full plan and play, 
right? Kind of like from last year, how did it work out for you this year? So it worked out great, you know what I mean? Because like I've, like what you started off with is like getting those numbers down. And once we got the numbers down and what we needed to do, and then like I told you before, like we laid out all of our money-making opportunities just on a paper, like, okay, we could do this, we do this. And then you talk about conversion. So we talked about if we get this many sales for this, this many sales for that. And then we added something very crucial, I think, to online business, which people sleep on, I don't know how, but um, reoccurring revenue, very slept on, right? So we added, once we added that as well, it was easier to, uh, we got more freedom because we had, we had more, more money coming in and then we were able to be more creative and free ourselves a little bit more. So when you talk about now is like getting an assistant and replacing yourself, that's what I hear. It's just more time, more free time to kind of go, okay, what, what else can we add here? Because I'm not thinking about just making rent, you, you, you get what I'm saying? Or paying some bill, you feel me? So it's, it's like that. But what was the first part of your question again? I was just saying like, how did 21, 2021 fare out for you having done the entire plan and having metrics oh, yeah, in front bro, of you? I, it went great. We had to pivot a couple of times and don't get me wrong. It, it was not all, all sweet, you know what I mean? Because you know how, you know, the world is and things like that, but it went great. Like we were really able to, uh, to see some successes. We uh, tinkered with a few things. We saw what worked, what didn't work and what we plan on, like actually like zeroing in and on for 2022. And I'm excited. I'm not going to, I'm very excited. The only thing I can, the only thing that kind of gives me pause, and this is on me, this is not on anybody else but me, is thinking about stuff I can't control, like thinking about mandates or thinking about, you know, I can't control that. Mm. And sometimes I, I can get too wrapped up in that and it, it can feel discouraging a bit. Because one of the things that I normally say, like I'll do like an intro call with some businesses and it's like, hey, tell me, are you doing good, bad or great? This is a company. That's just a basic question. Mm. Are you doing great, good, or bad? They'll be like, oh, I'm doing good. And I'm like, okay, how do you know? Like, what what do you compare it to to mm. allow yourself to know whether or not you're doing good? Um, I never really I never really thought about it. Right. Because there's no metrics. But the dope part about the metrics is that every year you can compare your metrics to each other. Mm-hmm. I have all of my files going back to 2017. It's like, okay, how are we doing in 2017 compared to 2021? I can see the data. I can see all the points. And I'm like, yo, 2021, we smoked 2017. Mm -hmm. Or actually my company has been declining for the past five years and I didn't even realize it. Right, right. So how do you know? So another part of the planning is, remember I talked about clarity, right? Increase clarity, decrease stress. Mm -hmm. More clear you are, there's no stress. You just know what to do. So if you understand that you're off track, it's very easy to get back on track. But if you don't even know that there's a track at all, right? <laughs> what are we even talking right, about? You're just gonna right. be wandering. You're just gonna be wandering. So that's been my thing. I don't play at all with that. I'm, I, I never go into a year without a plan. And that's not even a thought in my mind. Right. Not planning and quarterly plannings and monthly and daily goals that 
then I then I spread out to each team member. And then now they have to do their quarterlies yearly, like all of these things. Everybody's on the same page, same sheet of music. We work off the same thing. So that's my major thing is getting people to understand that. And it's such an important thing that I think people are like, duh, you have to plan. But right. the planning isn't isn't just the basics. There's a lot that goes into the planning. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a big chess player. I've been playing chess since I was like six. Right. So a part of a chess board game in general, you got to plan. You know, they'll mention, oh, five moves ahead, like Patrick Bat. Yeah. It's like the next five moves. But the truth of the matter is the grandmasters are planning 30 moves ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, I forced them to do this and they're coming back in this. I know for a fact that they're going to have this. It's the most logical move if they're a good chess player. Like, and, and you could plan it out so in depth that it just allows you to win. Imagine starting the year knowing that you're going to win. Right. Like right. The feeling of confidence is like, oh, this is what I have to do. And because the game of chess or the game of life is so, and I'm not talking about any unforeseen stuff that we can't control. Right. But for the things that Naturally. we can control, we can control it. Mm-hmm. So being able to be like, yo, if I put these 30 things into play, these controllable 30 things will occur. And those controllable 30 things will allow me to meet and exceed my goals and live the life that I want to live. Yeah. Man, you need to get a notepad ASAP. So I have a question for you. So what personally mm-hmm. is something that you want to do different next year than you did uh, this year? <sighs> I want to spend more time on creativity and leisure. That was something I realized I was missing. So I used to do a lot of music when I was younger. I played several instruments. Um, was very in tune with this creativity, drawing, art, making beats, rapping, poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't sing, but I, I love <laughs> pretending like I can. And like, just being in tune with that. Because the more creative you are, the more it translates over to how you do everything. Mm-hmm. That's fact. So f- physicality was always big for me. I was always an athlete. So 2022, I'm getting back into fighting. I was big on jujitsu. Um, I was doing that very heavily for a while. Shout out to my man, Soka. In New York, it's absolutely phenomenal. Soka BJJ. Uh, I just haven't been back there in a while because I went back to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Haven't been able to find a stable gym that I feel brings the energy and excitement that I had with Soka's gym, which you fueled me physically, which was then fueling me mentally, which was allowing me to do more. So from a physicality standpoint, I want to get back into fighting. I'm a big fighter. I'm a big proponent of it. I think everybody should know how to defend themselves. I think everybody should know combatives. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also very big on firearm usage. So that's going to be like a, a big thing. I'm, I'm very phenomenal with a firearm. <laughs> uh, but, but this year, I want to get even better. Like, So I have like a private trainer set up this mm-hmm. year. We're trying to get to John Wick 3 status um, <laughs> all, all year. That's like a part of my goal because yeah. the more confidence you can gain from the ability to defend yourself, mm-hmm. As a man or even as a woman, yeah. right? The ability to just really I know that if somebody tried to harm me, it'd probably not fare out well for them. Yeah. Right? It just gives you allows you to do more. So getting back into that physicality with fighting, firearms training, and doing those things. And from a creativity standpoint, man, like I, I budgeted, you know, a, a pretty penny. And I'm I'm getting ready. I'm having my uh some of my tenants live in like my main house. I decided to just go out on my own for, for a year and, and try to put myself back in the trenches. So my main house is a 
tenant lives there and they're, they're enjoying the house. It's a beautiful family. I gave them a year. I said, hey, you know, you use my house for a year um, while I go try to figure things out and while I go meditate and learn about myself and things. Gotcha. Um, but now that I'm ready to get back into my place, my third story, I'm going to have like, it's going to be decked <laughs> out. With, like, I mean, like really decked out with DJ equipment, art pieces, <laughs> like just everything possible to allow me to just seek some peace in that sense, bro. Because that's that's where I realized I was missing is like we're in a cycle right now. Right. New cycle of working for a dollar, continuing to work for a dollar. But like, what's the point of it all? Right. Right. That's a very difficult. It's a very difficult concept to get because I I said it earlier this year. I mentioned it. Might have been you. I mentioned it too, or I might have put it on my Instagram or something. I said having money solves the problem of not having money, and that's it. That's it. Mm. That's it. <laughs> that's the only thing it does right now once the the problem of i don't have money now you have money mm-hmm. what do you do now is the difficult part because now you got to relearn yourself right understand who you are like what what makes you happy like what is even what what is happiness now you got to start asking real questions to yourself the tough questions tough questions so tough ones, 2022, yeah. bro that that's where i'm at is we're going to start, we're going to ask these really tough questions and we're going to do a lot of self, self training. I don't want to say self love. Cause I feel like that should be evident. Uh, so that's a different portion. I feel like that's a buzzword. There's a, there's <laughs> something else that I really want to focus on is like becoming a, a, I always say this word, but now it's like, I, I, in my mind, I have a true meaning of it, right? Apex predator, mm-hmm. right? That's what I want to become is a apex. Like, yo, that dude is. Like you got to be on on the ball physically, emotionally, mentally, or even even to just be in his vicinity. I want to get to that point and surrounding my continuing to surround myself with friends who believe in me, right? Care about me, who want me to do better, you know, who want me to excel. So that that's my major things. What about you? So uh, this well, twenty twenty two. I want to step out of my comfort zone a lot, not just a little bit. I want to step out of my comfort zone a lot. And begin to really promote myself, put myself out there, and build my personal brand, right? I was like, I was going through, so I don't know what I was going through, but I was like really doubting myself because, you know, I wanted to, you know, do these things. I, I wanted to like put my services out there and things like that. And I was like, yo, nobody will take me serious, you know what I mean? I was like, damn, I have to, you know, write, an, write another book and, do these things, and then I, I my book just happened to be on my desk, and I was like, "Yo, this is a great book." You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. I don't feel like I've given it the the chance that it it really deserves. Like everybody who reads it tells me how much they appreciated it, and I was like, "This should be, you know, promoted to way more people. Like, the, its message should be out there to more people." But I've always felt like really gross and icky promoting myself. <laughs> like, I, I have no idea why. It's just I don't know. Like. Say it again? That's, that's a natural thing, bro. Performers yeah. struggle with that. That That's actually like a, a key tell sign mm-hmm. of a performer is like you don't ever feel like you're good enough. Right. Right. So it's like th- think about like where I'm at on the spectrum. I don't think I've done anything. Right. I got mm. I, I really looked at myself the other day and was like, yo, you're 28. You've done X, Y, Z. You've done almost the entire alphabet. 
And I'm like, bro, I don't feel like I've done anything. And mm-hmm. in fact, I don't even feel like I'm worthy sometimes of being like, ah, or like, is, have I really done enough? Right? right. But it comes from having these type of conversations and being around people that champion you, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, I'm a champion in that book all day long, right? right. <laughs> and it's not even because I'm a chapter. I genuinely had, for me, I had a problem with understanding what success looked like because I was, I was, mm. I was managing everyone else's version of what success was supposed to be. Well, you need to have $3 million by this age. You need to be this and you need to be that. But it's like, nah, not really, bro. Right, right. What if success for you is your mom doesn't have to work. That, that could just be that, that, that could be it. Right. Success for my mom, personally, I asked her because after we read the book, I had her, I, after you wrote it and I read it, I had my mom read it. And I asked her, I said, hey, like, what is your version of success? I never really asked you. And she just smiled and she was like, yo, I just wanted both of my kids to be completely on their own and able to stand on their mm. own. And you both have done that. So I'm at peace. I'm just chilling. It's the happiest woman on earth. She's just my, her business is very like peaceful, mm. very easy, no maintenance. My mom is very chill and simple because for her, her, her life's dream is already accomplished. Like right. both of her kids are doing phenomenally well. We can afford to help her. We can, you know, put her in better predicament. But I never would have asked that question had I not read the book. But it's hard to see it because you're the one that's doing it. Right, bro. Listen to me. That was my situation is like, listen to me. With all of my accolades, I still don't feel like I'm anywhere in life, which is like, that doesn't make sense. But that's just a part of being a performer. You feel you feel less than and that's that competitiveness in you. Yeah. Yeah, so like I want like next year I want to like really just kind of embrace what I've done and and build upon that uh, better better habits at home. Meaning, um, you you know how it is as an entrepreneur, you get into these zones where you don't really see or hear anything else around you, and I don't want to do that. I, I have a I have a young family, so I want to be able to be present when I'm when I'm present. You know what I mean? I don't want to be thinking about ah oh, I gotta. Ah, I got to edit this video and Noble's trying to show me his little race car and I'm not paying attention to that. I don't want that to be yeah. our story. You know what I mean? I don't want that to be his story growing up. Like, yeah, my dad was there, but he wasn't there. Even yeah. though I'm in his face all the time. So I want to be able to, you know, compartmentalize, you know, and things like that. And that comes from, you've mentioned it many times, being able to just have the freedom to think. When you feel like you're always on the grind, always hustling, your mind can get very clouded and very jumbled, and you feel like there is nothing else to think about but, you know, trying to get, trying, trying to make some money. And even though money is important, we've discussed it. Money is important, but it's not everything. Exactly. One of the things that you know, I, I didn't, I'm glad that you brought that up. Completely forgot about it. I, I have it built into my calendar, so it just kind of happens. But now that you brought it up, I'm, that's God. Everybody should build in that time, whether it's a day, a week, mm-hmm. quarterly, monthly, however you want to do it, to just think. Just like a day of like, all I'm going to do today is think and ask questions. That's big because a lot of people don't. I was, we were at, um, so this was a while ago, not a while ago, but we were at Rolling Loud. Mm-hmm. Right, so we decided it's my partner's birthday. Um, got everybody tickets, and you know, kind of flew flew our team out there to go hang out and, and do rolling loud, pretty much for his birthday. 
And we get out there and I do social experiments all the time. It's one of my favorite things to do because watching other people allows you to then kind of put that filter on yourself and ask the question, do I do that? Right. So it's like five of us, we're in a group. I'm like, hey guys, like, let's just run a social experiment. Let's just stand in the middle in like a circle and just watch everyone around us and see what they do. We're oblivious. <laughs> oblivious, like just la- like the term, what's the new age term, lacking? Yeah. Everyone's just lacking. Just like all over the place, like not realizing anything, not do like mm. just bumping into everybody on their phones, no, no organization. I didn't see one group other than us that was there to have the enjoyment of being there. Example, like Gunna had came out and Too Easy had came on mm. and the beat like really hit. So all of us were like, yo, son, like, and we're in a group and it's like, yo, this music is, is dope. Mm-hmm. Every single person on their phone, like there's recording to show somebody else what they missed. And I'm like, but you don't even have a vivid memory of the experience in order to even share mm-hmm. how it really, how it was to get somebody excited. So it's, it's those type of things, but building in that time to just think and ask questions and look and watch people and just be able to just be like, yo, I'm mentally not really that even healthy. Right. I'm ment- mentally healthy. What does, so the fact that I am mentally help, healthy, how can I use this to, to do more? Or I'm, the business is not doing well. I need to pivot. Mm-hmm. But the business is doing phenomenal. We need to speed up. Or we need, to, we need to figure out an exit strategy. So, you know, to get out while we're on top. Or we need to, it, it just needs time. Or I'm not being a good dad. I'm not being a good friend. Mm-hmm. Not being a good, you know, there was a point this year where, I was like, dang, I, I don't even talk to my friends that much. But you know me. I'm mm. one of those people who love my friends. So it didn't even equate. But when you get caught up, kind of like what you were saying, um, in the Marine Corps, we used to call it the fog of war. Mm. Um, you know, when, when you get caught up in the fog of war, sometimes it doesn't, it, doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like you're missing out. But taking those days to step back and be like, okay, who, what matters to me? Who matters to me? Mm-hmm. Am I doing good by those people? Am I, am I being a man or woman of my word? Am I being honest? Am I, am I, am I, do I feel like I'm being sleaze where I'm lying to people? Right. Right. These are like real things that you get to kind of address and combat and, and, and really focus on. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of just taking time to just think, put your phone away. If you, if you could go out into nature, I love to go out into nature. I'm big on nature. We have like this huge tent in the backyard. That's like in the woods. Right. It's dope. I sit in that tent a lot as a fireplace is really nice. And I just like to be out there. My thoughts, no phone no nothing. Once I put it on personal mode, for those who know me, you know how to reach me. Uh, you know, or yeah. if you reach me, it is what it is. Like if it's an emergency. You'll get to me. I'm not, too, <laughs> I'm not too worried about that. And I just go sit in nature and really start asking those questions. So 2022, I want people to peel back the onion of themselves. Mm-hmm and start looking into science because we are, I've said this before, I'm going to continue to, we are scientific marvels. Our brains are superhuman and like ridiculously intelligent machines that once you, that 5% of your brain that's conscious versus like the 95% unconscious, once the 5% learns to fight back against that unconscious, your whole mind gets rewired, bro. Right. Everything changes. That's why it's like, when people tell me I'm changed, I take that as a compliment mm. personally. I didn't, I didn't work this long and this hard to not change. I, I thank you. I, I appreciate it. I have changed. Right. Right. I, 
smarter. I've, I've gotten more comfortable with myself. I've learned how to interact. I've learned how to put up boundaries. I've learned to tell people no. Right? It's like, nah, I'm okay, bro. Thank right. you for the offer. Right. No, I had a project a couple of days ago where buddy hit me up and love him to death. But I'm like, honestly, it's outside of what I want to do. It's outside of the spectrum. It's outside of everything. No. And I could tell he was upset, but it's like, bro, no. Right, right. Appreciate you. It's not going to change anything about our relationship, but I don't have the bandwidth for that right now. It's just that's real life with the plans. Right. And it's not a disrespect or a knock. It's just I've set my boundaries clear. So I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. I definitely one thousand percent forgot about that. No, that's that's a fact. And I think I hope everybody listening, like really when they're creating their you know, business goals for next year, create some personal ones for yourself and how you want to move and things like that. Like I used to always like try to have like a, a like a number of books I wanted to read, but now I read this quote and it's and it really hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, it, it said like the the more books you read or the smarter you are, the slower you you start to read. And that's how I am now with books now. Like I really take my time to make sure I get everything out of a book that I read. It's not just for the sport to say, oh, I read that book. Oh. Um, how to win friends. I, I've, I've read that or this book. I've read that, you know, not, not, but to really understand the concepts of them and to really gain what I need to get out of them. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's with everything now. I'm, I'm really trying to find, uh, the quality and the stillness out of every moment going forward. And I think, uh, people should, to, to, should think about what that means for them specifically going forward into next year. I'm really excited about 2022 i hope everybody else is as well and dre do you have anything else before we get out uh, nah i think i'm good I, i'm just ready to see who executes this year that's that's, uh, I, think that's be, I think that's gonna be dope man yeah and i think you know it's crazy our first i, uh, I think it's episode eight our first eight episodes really are like the framework people should take going into the next year like we talked about you know our productivity we talked about you know, a real business versus side business, getting mentors, execution. We talked about a lot in these eight episodes or how many episodes we have that should springboard people going into next year. So, which I'm very proud of as well. So, I am very proud. you know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm very excited to what we have going on next year. I think we can uh, really explode this podcast going forward in this platform. I'm re- excited to see what you have going on in your personal businesses. And yeah, I hope everybody else is very excited as well. Only uh, think about what you can control, and that is your effort, your mindset going forward. Um, Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And from Malcolm, this is Andre. This is The Real Revenue Show. Peace.